On today's episode, we are going to take a closer look at Supermicro. For those that are not familiar with Supermicro, this is a company that has definitely benefited from this huge craze in AI investment um, because they are the designers of huge data center servers, right? We can see them right here. So uh, a big player like Google, like Amazon would go to them and be like, hey, we need to get some servers designed with the NVIDIA's H100 system. Can you kind of send them over, build them over and send them over to our warehouse um, or a data, a data center? space. Uh, so right now, for those that are not familiar, Supermicro has done really, really well in forms of stock price. I mean, we can see year to date, the stock is up over 215%. Unfortunately, the company recently reported earnings and from the high of the day, the stock dropped nearly 25%. Uh, so in today's episode, I want to take a closer look at what's happening with Supermicro and just share my overall thoughts. So let's get started. All right. So the stock is down big, right? Like I mentioned yesterday, the stock was down nearly 25%, but it's important, like we were just seeing, to see how the company has done in the past year. Uh, so year to date, the stock was up over 200%, like I mentioned. And I think this is important, right? Because a lot of us are in certain companies that are up a nice triple digits this year or year to date. Uh, so I personally believe when we have companies that are up that big year to date, then it is 100% possible for us to see extreme extreme volatility and have days where the stock price drops 20%. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be the case for a company like NVIDIA, but it just kind of reminds me that, hey, this is always the possibility. Uh, so Supermicro, again, if we take a closer look at though in the past month, in the past month, the stock is it was pretty much flat with the kind of drop. So it just kind of showcased how just in a month, the company was up a nice amount. Uh, so volatility is pretty crazy, but year to date, the stock is still doing pretty good. Um, so next, I wanted to take a closer look at their earnings. So they did. Re um, they are about a, qu a few quarters ahead in forms of current calendar year. So they finished their quarter four of fiscal year of 2023. Um, revenue was $7.1 uh, $7 billion, up 37% year over year for the full year of 2023. For the quarter, revenue was $2.1 billion, 2.2 pretty much um, billion, up 34% year over year and up 70% quarter over quarter. The reason that they're seeing huge growth in, in their overall revenue is because of the continued record demand for AI-related systems like the H100, the A100, the L40s, all which are Nvidia GPUs. Also, they do mention that they're still seeing they're seeing a nice amount of demand for kind of Gaudi 2, um, PVC Ponte Vecchio. I'm pretty sure I butchered that name. The MI200 and the MI250, which are Intel and AMD's kind of accelerating line. Um, they do mention that key component shortages on some product continues, and this is the case. For example, the H100. We know there's too much demand, but not enough supply but they are saying that improvement is in progress and they do mention that they are raising systems average selling prices due to total solutions and increased system complexity uh so uh, some of you might be watching and saying hey jose this is crazy Aren't there other companies that kind of build servers as well? One of the great things that Supermicro says that it's their bread and butter, we can see first it's a market cap of roughly $14 billion. So it's a very small company compared to maybe some of those other players out there. The second thing they do mention is they're able to kind of create a full system a lot faster than the competition. And more importantly, they are doing kind of special type of cooling, like liquid cooling, where maybe some of their competitors are not, which is especially very important for the type 
type of AI servers right now um, due to the amount of heat and energy being used. Uh, so those are some of the reasons maybe why investors are super excited about Supermicro, maybe opposed to some of their competitors out there. Uh, and if you I've ever watched like an NVIDIA press release or read an NVIDIA press release where they talk about a new product, you normally see Supermicro being one of their top players and they do have great partnerships with all the other players as well like AMD and Intel. Uh, some other things to kind of mention, the company did give us quarter one fiscal year 2024 revenue guidance, which is their next quarter. Uh, it is expected to be um, roughly flat to some extent. The top end is roughly what flat is for quarter four. So roughly 2.2 billion, which would be a three to 19% year over year growth. This might be crazy, especially if you might be saying, Jose, what's with all this AI demand? Is it not going to see any form of quarter over quarter growth? I do believe if you are familiar with Supermicro, they t tend to underguide. Uh, they give very weak estimates, in my opinion. They, they they try to, and then normally sometime before earnings, they, tr they give uh, preliminary results and say, hey, look, we kind of found some more inventory and we're upping our guidance for the quarter. It happened last quarter. It happened. Uh, so I do believe they are easily going to beat quarter one fiscal year guidance. Um, and I do believe that bodes well for the company. For the full year of 2024, they expect somewhere between $9.5 billion to $10.5 billion. That represents roughly a 33 to 47% year-over-year growth. Again, I do believe they might be underestimating and they have the high probability of kind of beating that expectations. Uh, kind of going, they do mention that the next generation CPU, obviously we have AMD's uh, Epic CPUs and Intel's Sapphire Rapids, and also the AI platforms continue to drive record-level designs, wins, and orders. They expect to diversify growth driven by top-tier data centers, emerging cloud server providers. We, we've kind of talked about one in my semiconductor channel, right? We talked about CoreWeave. That's definitely an emerging cloud server provider. We also have enterprise AI build-outs, CPU upgrades, and edge Internet of Things and telecommunications markets. They also note that their shipment against a record backlog may continue to be constrained by supply chain bottlenecks for new components for our advanced AI server platforms. And this is not new news, right? If you have been following this market, if you have been following this channel, we do know that one of the biggest bottlenecks right now is the H100, how much product they can be delivered. Even with that kind of bottleneck, NVIDIA has given us some great guidance. So now what we have to see is our NVIDIA's partners, our TSMC, we do know that they are increasing their bottom end um, their back-end uh, kind of manufacturing process, which is the bottleneck. Uh, and we are seeing that, hearing that they might be partnering up with other companies to do advanced packaging. So who knows? I do believe Supermicro right now is kind of being very conservative that maybe NVIDIA might not increase their, their supply too much. Um, but in the great, great turnaround that maybe NVIDIA does increase their supply, I do believe Supermicro can benefit dramatically from it. Um, so before we take a closer look at anything else, guys, if you are enjoying the episode, I just want to say thank you for the support. We just hit 27.1 thousand subs. I'm trying to hit 30,000 by the end of the year. So if you haven't, make sure to hit the sub button. If you want to learn more about the semiconductor market, I do have a weekly video, exclusive video in the membership. Just click join to learn more. I have about seven, eight videos there already. If not, if you want to have a nice special offer for the fool.com, check out fool.com slash Jose. Or if you want a free, more free information, check out my free newsletter at josenaharo.substack.com. Finally, 
Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. All right, so now I want to take a closer look at some other AI solutions. Like I mentioned, this is a company that develops AI servers, right? They get all these components and put these great AI servers. They validate them. Like I mentioned, they have close strategic partnerships with NVIDIA, Intel, AMD. They're also working on liquid cooling. More importantly, they seem to be very excited about NVIDIA's next Grace um, Grace system, the Grace uh, CPU system, and the Grace Hopper. So those are expected to come out. They mentioned that there is no secret that their strong growth has been driven by the demand for their leading AI platforms in plug-and-play rack scale, especially the large language models optimized NVIDIA HGX-based Delta Next solution. Uh, so, of course, NVIDIA is one of the big players. Like I mentioned, they enter fiscal year 2024 with record high back orders many more new design wins and new customers outside of that they're also getting good traction on intel's gaudi 2 and as well as amd's mi250 accelerator solution Overall, they plan to extend their leadership with the upcoming MGX platform, which includes Grace and the Grace Hopper Super Chip. They do mention that they already have many customers engaged with these new MGX platforms as they speak, and soon they will be in volume production with nearly half of their revenue this quarter based on AI-related designs. He, um, the CEO expects this AI growth momentum to continue expanding their total addressable market across all customer types from major AI innovators, super large cloud server providers, tier one data centers, tier two cloud, and to the general enterprise market. I do want to say there are some things to watch, and probably this is one of the reasons the stock did take a bit of a dive. First, we did see that guidance, right? Quarter one guidance is going to be pretty much no growth quarter over quarter, but I do believe the company will be expectations. Other things that we are seeing is non-gap gross margins did take a hit on a year-over-year basis and a quarter-over-quarter basis. They do mention is due to product and customer mix and also as they focus on some market share gains uh, so i do believe that's not what you want to hear this is a very competitive market but they are trying to get that market share gain so maybe they are pricing a little bit lighter than normal to kind of grab that market share the other thing is, this is a company that normally tends to have a nice amount of cash flow from operations, but we can see this most recent quarter was down. Uh, total cash, they actually used cash from operations. They didn't get any cash flow here. They did mention that the cash flow used in operations was uh, $9 million compared to cash flow generated a quarter ago. The main reason is due to higher account receivables offset by lower inventory and higher account payables from back-end loaded ships in the quarter due to supply constraints. So what's happening here? So what's pretty much happening is um, Supermicro is paying already NVIDIA for their H100s. And normally when they pay their customers, they tend to get uh, a product right away and they're able to sell that product right away. So they're able to get a cash flow out of it. Instead, what's happening is they're paying NVIDIA for the H100. NVIDIA right now doesn't have the H100. So Supermicro doesn't get that equipment and they're unable to sell it right now. On the great thing, they do have a great backlogs and they do also also mentioned that, hey, right now we have plenty of non-cancelable, non-returnable orders. So they're not worried at all about this cash flow. There was a question here in 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 one of the uh, in the transcripts during the earnings call where they were wondering, hey, can there 
can you generate positive cash flow going forward? And then the CFO mentioned, yes, we see this business generating good cash flow as it has historically. And we think that especially in this constraint supply market where we could deliver more if we had more supply, but really the constraint supply ends up moderating the working capital. So as long as they end up getting that inventory, they're going to be increasing that cash flow. So nothing to worry about. Um, Then they pretty much mentioned like, hey, do you have any form of order visibility such if you are able to get more inventory do you believe you're able to get more market share uh and the ceo mentioned yet yes absolutely if we're able to get more products or more inventory we're going to be able to increase our overall market share so overall i think things look very bullish but if you're just looking at the numbers and not reading what's happening in between the lines it might look scary right you're seeing you're seeing a decrease in cash flow from operations you're seeing a decrease in gross margins you're seeing not much growth expected on a quarter over quarter basis and this is a company that's supposed to be growing thanks to ai and thanks to nvidia i do believe again like i mentioned the company is underperform it, it, is underestimating their quarter one results um, guidance. And and I do believe we are going to see a beat there. Outside of that, the company is also trying to expand. Um, right right now, with their current building, they can only create 4,000 racks per month, and that is their their, their capacity. Uh, so what they're trying to do is they're trying to expand. They're expanding into numerous places. They're expanding, building another manufacturing campus in North America. They also have a Taiwan uh, facility that can support at least $15 billion in revenue annually. Um, and they have a new, while the new Malaysia facility will further increase their total revenue. So right now we can see for this full year of 2024, the company only expects roughly $10 billion in revenue. But now as they are expanding, they do see that they can increase their revenue thanks to the capacity growth. Um, the CEO mentions that they expect $20 billion annual revenue target to be just a couple of years away, where I believe originally was going to take numerous, about four to five years. Um, the, and just a little bit, there was a little bit of a Q&A session about this expansion. Someone that can you give us a little bit more detail on the capacity expansion and when those various facilities come online and what exactly they have? Um, so they mentioned Malaysia, which is expected to come online in around 12 to 15 months, and that will eventually double their capacity. They also have additional capacity coming online in their building 23 here in Silicon Valley. And they also added, as Charles mentioned, another site in San Jose with intentions to add another site in the Americas. Uh, so we can definitely see this company is expanding a nice amount. This can obviously be seen as a, bo- a bearish case as well, right? Because what if this company expands too much and then they, the, the kind of demand for AI goes away, right? So um, there's a lot of give and takes here or puts and takes uh, for this market. And it could be seen as bullish, but obviously expansion is expensive and that could be seen kind of bearish. The final thing I want to take a closer look at is valuation. Supermicro's current PE ratio is 25 after this current dip. Um, their forward PE ratio, which is the end of this year, is roughly 18 and forward one year is closer to 11.22. So I want to say the one that's maybe more important is the forward. So that's the end of this fiscal year is closer to 18. It's not that scary of a story. 
I mean, remember, this is a company that's not developing the chips, but they are doing something unique with their uh, with the way that they develop servers. Some people may believe that even the 18 PE ratio might be a little bit too high for that. I mean, I'm personally not adding super micro here. Maybe if that forward PE ratio was closer to maybe 13, maybe uh, 14, that's where I would probably be very, very comfortable. At 18, I personally would just enjoy writing NVIDIA. That's another reason why I personally wouldn't write, um, buy this company too much because I already have a big position in NVIDIA. And this pretty much at the moment depends on NVIDIA's capacity. So if NVIDIA's capacity increases, obviously they're going to increase guidance, which most likely results in NVIDIA stock going up and also super microcomputer stock going up. But if, if something bad happens with NVIDIA, I do believe right now they're correlating too much with each other that I rather would only play one way. I'd rather play NVIDIA. Obviously, if they start to kind of disperse from each other and we see super micros pe ratio drop down a nice amount i wouldn't mind purchasing that and that's roughly a pe ratio a forward pe ratio of 13 so i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode take care have a good day and see you next time